Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast, with Clamp and Cougar. Yo. Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar, whatever you want to call me. And today is the best day of the year. There's there's a few days every year that you look forward to, right? It's your yeah. own birthday. Yours is coming up in a couple of days. It's Christmas. That's coming up in a few days. Um, maybe New Year's Eve, depending on who you are. That's a week away. But more important than any of that, it's That's Facts Award Show Day. We're doing it tonight. It's I mean, this is... I think excitement is an understatement. We have built up this entire year... For this moment here. Game of the year. Player of the year. Coach of the year. Player of the year. Collapse and of the year. Just want to give a big shout out to all of our contestants this year. All of our candidates. Absolutely. Incredible years for all of these guys and all of these moments. Uh, to not step a spot on the greatest award show on the planet. Um, any opening thoughts, Clamp, before we get going with this magical episode? Well, you know, it's been an interesting few weeks for me um, with no bowl game to look forward to and no school. Um, but um, I have been looking forward to this, and uh, there is a lot that has changed about Washington, and today can kind of be my closure on what was a – it was it was a season. In <laughs> it was that. That is for sure. And the awards they're going to reflect that from Washington football. I I will go ahead and spoil that. Yeah, um, are you ready to quite a few things? Are you are you ready to dive in? Yes. Uh, I don't know if I want to start with like the lower hyped awards or the higher ones. The higher ones for sure. We gotta start with the good energy. All right. Uh, first, first, first award of the year. Uh, That's Facts Podcast Coach of the Year. Uh, our candidates were Jimmy Lake, head coach at Washington. Uh, he coached until what, like game nine, maybe? Uh, that Eight? is right. He nine. coached game nine, hit a player, lost, punted with, with one minute left. <laughs> got suspended and then fired. <laughs> yeah, he never coached. Uh, Carl Durrell, he finished the entire season. Uh, his team was four and eight. Yeah. And he's still there. Their offense was yeah, he's still there. Their offense was completely inept. They were one of the worst teams to watch in the Pac-12, and I don't think I watched a single full Colorado game all year. I watched one when we played them. We lost that game. I watched most of the Texas A&M game, but that's it. Um, yeah, that was when I thought Colorado, oh, they're going to be pretty competitive. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then they got shut out by Minnesota the next week. By 30. Uh, uh, Clay Holton is another candidate. Many of y'all forgot about Clay Holton, including, including me, because he got fired after one loss. He, he played, he, did, he coached two games this year. Lost a second and got fired. Yeah, I mean, why didn't they just fire him last year if this was the leash he had? I, I don't Is know. it because he won five games last year in 2020? Maybe, but golly. Uh, and our final contestant, Jet Fish, uh, 1-11 in his first year at Arizona. But I think the thing that makes Jet Fish so much more interesting is his energy a and B, how good he is at recruiting. It doesn't make any sense for a team this bad to be this good at recruiting. Yeah, uh, top Jimmy twenty-five Lake. now. Oh, They're ahead me. of Clemson. Jed better than Dabo Fish. Nice. Um, drum roll, please, as we prepare to announce the winner of that's Facts Podcast Coach of the Year. Jimmy Lake. Fuck. 
<laughs> Cats back to podcast. Coach of the year. Um, the voting is as follows. Lake with 111 votes. Whoa. <laughs> Clay Helton with 23. <laughs> Catfish with 19. Carl Durrell with 14. Oh, it was a it was a landslide. It was a wash. Personally, I probably would have went Lake, but Darrell was definitely my runner up. Carl Darrell was definitely my runner that up. That one picture of Carl Durrell. It's it's a hood classic. I think it's USC. A that one yeah. picture of him just suffering. No, ASU. It was ASU because I remember taking it. That was the next day at the Fox on the field. Oh, okay. That picture of him was that was the epitome of the That's Facts podcast, Absolutely. which is the epitome of suffering. Um, but Jimmy Lake had the te- a team that ranked at 18th in true talent and won four games and got fired before the season even ended. So, I mean, and I couldn't find a single person that had Washington winning any less than eight games this year. So, um. I mean, Jimmy Lake, his recruiting was pathetic. He continuously dropped good players off out of our recruiting class for taking visits elsewhere. Um, even uncommitted prospects, he would stop recruiting because they would take a visit elsewhere. I mean, so basically the only players we were getting were players already from Washington that already wanted to play for Washington. Like players we didn't have to recruit. Oh. Hence the nickname Jimmy No Fun Lake. Yeah, I mean, it was pathetic, and there's a reason he got fired. Um, Clay Helton was only in the running because he got fired so fast. Yeah, he probably was my runner-up. Um, Jed Fish to me, I wouldn't have. Even, I don't think he even belongs there. He had Sumlin's players. Yeah, but. The it's personal thing. The it's personal literally carried his campaign, got yeah. him on the ballot. Uh, I will say, uh, Nick Rolovich was right outside of being polled. Um, he he speaks for himself. Um, next award, player of the year. This was an award that this is a. You want to talk about being highly touted? This is the one that you want. This this is what you want to have if you're a player. In the Pac-12 Conference, you strive to be that Specs Player of the Year, and all year long and all off-season long, I'll tell you, none of these guys really struck us as potential candidates. Maybe one, maybe one, but none of these guys really struck us as you know, yeah. jumping off the page. I'm like surprised to not see guys like Jackson Sermon, Johnny Wilson, DTR, DTR, <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I will tell you, Charlie Brewer probably deserved to be on here. It's just because he played four games in Quincy. So, <laughs> I feel like he kind of got bailed out a little bit. Um, Jerry Gantano might have been deserving. Victor Cabalis might have been deserving. <laughs> but our, our candidates are as follows. Uh, Asa Turner, safety for the Washington Huskies. Trequeasy Precious. <laughs> <laughs> safety. safety for the Oregon Ducks. Anthony Brown, quarterback for the Oregon Ducks. And Brendan Lewis, quarterback for the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, Asa Turner, our first candidate. He, he's just not good at football. And I think that uh, most most of the reason that, that Asa is on here is because of the pack chat. Asa Turner has become a, a staple in, in so, our, our lore. For context, we did a dynasty together on NCAA 13 with the Washington Huskies and um Asa Turner at least dropped 20 interceptions but and his pathetic his absolutely pathetic performance out on the football field this season just I mean I'm talking more missed tackles than made tackles when Asa Turner lined up in the open field against a running back you could count on at least 10 more yards um he was horrible. You, he couldn't cover. He couldn't tackle. I mean, yeah, Asa Turner. Asa Turner. Uh, Truquizzi Bridges, he's not even that bad. He just has a great name. He sucks. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, he, I've seen worse players. 
Yeah, but you could be you could be trick. cornerback George Hicks. True, but Trick I mean Trick Weezy was kind of cornerback George Hicks for Oregon this year. Maybe he should maybe he should switch positions and he'll come become good. He did. He started playing safety. Oh. Ah. And he did a little bit better. He got an interception. He's very athletic, I'll give him that. But he early in the season, especially against Fresno State and Ohio State. I mean, the both of those teams' entire offense was where's Trick Weezy Bridges? Get a receiver in his area and throw it there, and it will be caught by our team. Um, Trick Weezy did have a nice play at Ohio State this year. Uh, Anthony Brown speaks for himself. I don't think there needs to be much explanation there. No. Uh, Brendan Lewis, he was. I mean, I kind of feel bad for Brendan because he. I mean, he isn't terrible. Like he, I think he's a pretty decent quarterback, but. Uh, he led the worst offense in possibly the country this season. And so, I mean, you, I hate, I'm not going to put an offensive tackle on here. Like, Brendan, you, yeah. You, by default, you, you got to belong up right. here. But by the way, I hated Colorado's offensive coordinator hire. Yeah, they went with Sanford. Way. Yeah, they went with probably the, the worst offensive production to like the fifth worst <laughs> i don't really understand that that was a really really lateral hire um i guess them giving up 30 to that guy was like you know what we gotta get we gotta get him <laughs> that's enough for us we got we gotta have him um but the winner of the aspects player of the year anthony brown i don't think there could be much build up for this i mean anthony brown was uh, a landslide vote. Uh, he received 76 of the votes. The runner-up was Asa Turner with 29, uh, following <laughs> with <laughs> Brendan Lewis with 20, and uh, Trequisi with uh, 11. Well, I mean, what can I say? If you were to describe holding back a team worse than about any quarterback could possibly do, um, Outside of maybe Tyler Shuck last year. Yeah. Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown did that. Yeah. To a T. I mean, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown was just. He tried. He tried. He definitely did. He was he's a good, good player. The, he was good with the ball in his hands running it. Yeah. All of these guys are. are this is not a disrespect to any of these guys. These guys are 10 Right. These aren't the worst players everything. in the Pac 12. No. These are just the players that. Well, Asa Turner is probably the worst player in the Pac 12. These are. But the other three are okay players at best that just completely suffered this year. Yeah. It's, it's it was a, an off It's a suffering score, not a. Um, not a um bad, not a good or score. bad score, not a talent yeah. score. Right. I mean, we could find the worst backup long snappers, right, and name them this bad is, facts player of the year. But no, that's, that's not what, that's we not what we're here for. That is not what we're here for. Um, moving on, next award, game of the year. We can't even. But I mean, there's no there's, other. There candidates. was no build up. There was one there's no, option. It's it was Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> I mean, it lived up to exactly what we wanted it to live up to. It was a ten to three game. Uh, Cal had like six scholarship players. Their backup quarterback was terrible. Arizona was still going to lose this game. <laughs> like, I mean, everything about it just perfectly illustrates what we started this podcast for. So the winner of that's Max game of the year is Arizona Cal. Yeah, I mean, and Arizona winning any game would have won that's Facts game of the year. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did in this ball game. Um Arizona, that was an embarrass. That's an embarrassment for them, that it that they let the game come close. That really made me question: Can Jed Fish coach? Because their talent out was way more than what Colorado had to offer. Cal, or Cal, my bad. They're very similar. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this this was a wash. We didn't. I mean, there literally were no other candidates for it. I mean, I nothing else to say for that one. Um, that's facts. Play of the year. This one, this one. There's a lot of really good plays in the conference this year. 
Um, an honorable mention could be uh, um, Michael Wright looking down at his wristband and Garrett Wilson walking past him for a touchdown at Ohio State. That was really good when it wasn't on here. Um, C.J. Moore dropping multiple touchdowns in the end zone against Stanford. Those could have been on here. What are some others? I mean, like, uh, oh, Dylan Moore is throwing an interception to a guy with a club on his hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anthony Brown jumping over the sideline to throw an interception back into the field. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the countless times that Noah Sewell died and came back to life. <laughs> um, oh, anything that Devin Lloyd did good this season that should not have happened. Um, yeah. All of those are potential candidates, but uh, the official candidates for that's facts play of the year. Merlin Robertson's uh, pick against BYU, we're turning it down the sideline out of nowhere. Tyler Algier comes behind him and strips it. Um, and BYU takes back possession in a pivotal point in that game. I think they were only down three at that point. They might yeah, have to at that point. Something I don't like remember, that. They, it, it was, it was I, close. I, whatever it was, they would have won the game if that didn't yeah. happen, in my opinion. Um, Anthony Brown's back goal championship game pick six to Devin Lloyd. I mean, he couldn't have handed it to him any better. Uh, Jane Delora's fumble touchback in the side of the end, or in the front corner of the end zone at Oregon. Um, on the very first drive. Um, and UW special team safety against Oregon uh, on an already putrid play call um, that could not have gone any better uh, by that fact standards. Um, <laughs> and drum roll, please. And the winner of, and the winner of that facts podcast play of the year is Jaden Delores touchback against Oregon. Um, I'll tell you, I don't know if I agree with this choice. I feel like I would have gone with UW special team safety or Merlin Robertson, Robertson's fumble just because those – well, the, the Washington one didn't really mean anything. It was still Honestly, really funny. Anthony Brown's crossbody interception might take the cake, even though it wasn't on the list. I'm starting to think that would have been mine. <laughs> I just – like, and it was at the end of the half too, so it was like it was – it added insult to injury. Like, nobody was going to get any points out of that. It was just such a bad – it was embarrassing. I mean, what it was. Utah got points out of it. They, they did. They kicked a field goal in that. So, I don't know, man. That one was that one was terrible. But Jaden Dolores was just – it was just unfortunate. It was unfortunate. I mean, it was the worst-case scenario for Washington State right there. Um, not getting any points on that opening drive after getting like 70 yards on the first play in a game that could have been swung on that play. So, uh, yeah, I get it, but I don't know. I feel like this probably would have been like third or fourth for me. But that is the winner of That's Facts Play of the Year. Uh, That's Facts Podcast Collapse of the, of the Year. This is a unique award. This is a very unique award. And I feel like you could have gone multiple ways with this. Um you could have aired on the side of, you know, beat bad teams that you would be in the Pac-12 championship. Or you can go on the side of, hey, you can turn your season around right here, and you don't. Or you can go from, we're going to compete for a national championship to, we're going to play in a bowl full with uh, opt-outs and not have our coach. Or you can go the path of being in the lead for the South and absolutely collapsing the rest of the way. So our candidates are UW going from four and four going into the Oregon game um, to going four and eight on the season. You go with Oregon State being in prime position to win the Pac-12 North and losing to Colorado at Cal. You can go with Oregon (laughs) excuse me Oregon beating Ohio State being in prime position for the playoff and uh, ending up in the Alamo Bowl. Or you can go with ASU being up 14 at uh, Utah to end up finishing 8-4 and finishing second in the Pac-12 South. Um, UW is, I don't know. I think this one, 
this was already a bad season for Washington. Of course, you could have turned it around, gotten some big victories down the stretch, and even won the North. But this, I mean, this season was already a letdown. I don't think that four and four to nine bowling really is is is. I will no, say it didn't get much worse. Bad, but I guess losing all of the rest of the games. That's 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 pretty that's pretty sad. Oregon State. This, I'll go ahead and spoil it. This is my pick. I mean, this is. You've done all the hard. You've done all the hard stuff. You, I mean, you you won. Of course, this whip means less, but you won at Oregon State. Or excuse me, you won at USC. Um, you end up beating Arizona State later down the road. Um, but you can't beat the two worst teams in the conference outside of Arizona, Colorado, and Cal. And you put yourself out of position to play for the North Championship. Um, terrible, uh, miserable collapse. Um. Of course, Oregon going from the playoff to the Alamo Bowl. This is, I mean, I the only reason that this wouldn't wouldn't be my choice is because they've done it every season. <laughs> so it doesn't it loses its luster once you've done it five times in a row. Uh, so yeah, and then um, Arizona State, uh, the Arizona State one was it was just sad. I, I don't really know what happened. And I guess I guess Herm told his players about the. Uh, about the uh, allegations again, and they just they, they spiraled out of control because they, I mean, it just went downhill from from halftime at Utah Hardwood. <sighs> you, you know, another one that we didn't put on here? What? Stanford from Media Day to the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk, talk about a complete reversal? Um, but, uh, are you ready to announce the winner? I feel like you're going to be very shocked and disappointed about this one. I am ready for you you to announce the winner, yes. And the winner of the Lance Facts podcast, uh, Collapse of the Year. UW going from 4-4 four and four to 4-8. Four and eight. You know, we should not let Washington State fans be the ones that decide every single one. I this is this is where I begin to agree with you. I this because was, the Jaden Delora one was also a pretty bad yeah, vote. That, that's that's what I was thinking. Like I, I guess my father was didn't really understand that this was a bad thing. We shouldn't want Washington State to win this. <laughs> for us anyway. Um, I mean, the, but, can they read? It's a bad thing. He fumbled out of the back of the end zone. To be fair, I do have a lot of followers from other teams that also contributed into this vote. So. Sure, but <laughs> I, 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 I do see where you're coming from. We could make uh, 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 the executive decision and just scratch this vote right here. We could ask and, Bias to post them on his could. story. He'd probably do that. But he'd we just label them like worst play of the year, or worst. Um, instead of the that's facts. True. He does work for us, so he could put that's fast. He does work for us. <laughs> Employee bias, unpaid, unpaid bias. Unpaid bias. Yeah, so we we could just have we could just have him do that next year. Uh, Washington can take the cake though. Um, on this one, uh, the the voting goes as follows. Uh, well, I guess I didn't do this for the last award, but Jaden Laura was. Uh, 13 votes. I had a second place. I was UW special team safety. Um, <laughs> for this one, Washington had 39 more votes in second place. Damn. Second place was Oregon's collapse, which makes sense. Um, ASU only had 10 votes, um, and Oregon State had 27. I would have gone to Oregon State. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, Oregon got 60 votes, and UW got 99. So. Damn. That's, that's the award slate. It was, a, it was a fantastic year for awful moments. And for the last, like, let's see. Last, like, for the next, like, 30 minutes of the episode, I'm going to go over some other potential award winners. Other potential awards that didn't quite make it, but other ones that we could have done. Oh. So clamp any ones that come to to your head immediately. Well, we could do the Pac-12 or the That's Facts Recruit of the Year, 
Just somebody that's flipped a bunch. Um, that's like flipped and flopped to different teams. Um, I'm interested to think about who the candidates would be though this year. Oh, T Mac would obviously be the first choice. Oh yeah, fleeing from Oregon to Arizona. (laughs) Arizona. Um, of course, there's. Ty Ty Uli Angaloi going from Washington State to Arizona. Uh, there's Mark Nabu, a Washington commit from Seattle, who Jimmy Lake, who was one of the best guards in, <laughs> in the conference, who Jimmy Lake dropped because he went with a few friends to Texas A&M <laughs> on a visit. And now he's committed but unsigned to Texas A&M. They are not letting him sign until – other offensive linemen commit, so he may get dropped by them too. Um, so Mark. Mark Naboo may get double dropped. Double dropped. That sounds like a wrestling move. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Mark Naboo with the classic double drop. He fucking sucks. <laughs> he just got double dropped. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I mean, Washington in general, recruiting team of the year. They're not top 100 at the moment. (laughs) Recruiting team of the year. We could do team of the year. I I guess we didn't vote on that one. Um, (laughs) Probably just Arizona, right? (laughs) I mean, Arizona's the easiest choice, but I would probably go with Washington. Just because y'all were supposed to be so good and y'all were just so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, everything went wrong. That is true. Um, Arizona, Arizona, though. Yeah, I mean, Arizona was. was I probably watched too many Arizona games and in person. Yeah. Um, Just seeing how awful they were. I mean, to be fair, you're you're an Arizona fan, so. At times. At times. (laughs) I mean, most embarrassing moment of the year. What would that go to? Washington getting their field stormed by Washington State. I would say Jimmy Lake hitting his own player. <laughs> Cal losing to Arizona with six scholarship players. <laughs> That's Arizona not really embarrassing compete. for Cal. I was about to say for Arizona competing with Cal with six scholarship players. Um. Stanford being just just so bad. Winning at USC and just nothing else going well for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know what would be very fun? What? If we go back into recent years and pick award winners for recent years. Maybe, yeah. For our history segment. Well, for the last episode. year's player of the year has to be Johnny Wilson, right? I mean, obviously. Speaking of, speaking of, we didn't even mention this. Shawnee Wilson's entering the transfer portal, which is, I mean. Yeah. You want to talk about heartbreaking? I mean. Gut-wrenching? We could do more awards or we could do a little news thing because there is a lot of news lately. Um, One, Arizona flipping T-Mac. Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to. Uh, I mean. So. What they're getting in him is probably one of the be- a guy that's going to be one of the best receivers in the Pac-12 by 2023. At least that's what he's projected as for them. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Um, I mean, I don't understand why people want to go to Arizona, but like I don't know. Jetfish. He's a he's a recruiter, man. He maybe he's uh like. A great value, Mario Cristobal. He can he can really recruit, but goddamn, he sucks at coaching. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's impressive. Maybe they'll cook, they'll get decent in the next two years. Will yeah. he have two more years to turn this around? Probably. Um, probably, but they'll probably give him as long as he needs. I, they should. I, I don't know though. Um, what else happened? Day and Henley committed to Washington State earlier this week. Oh yeah, that uh, was Monday night. That was an interesting one. Um, he kept the UW cake on the table longer than the USC one, 
when the reported teams for him were USC and Washington State. Um, I'll be honest. I think it was an accident. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in there until he committed to WSU. Like, he looked at the, the, the K-State cake and said, this is K-State. Ah. And he just kind of showed, like, shoved it to the side. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he was just kind of trying to build any type of buildup before um, before committing to Wazoo. Yeah. Is this the case, Jake? That's facts commitment of the year. Yeah, and it took him like 25 minutes to finally commit. Well, you know what the that's facts commitment of the year was? Jaleel Tucker. He had a two-hour live go to 3 a.m. Pacific time. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) The Oregon chat will tell you all about it. Like, um... Jaleel Tucker had the worst commitment I have ever seen. <laughs> he oh, had like man. his whole family there too, and everyone was saying hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> and Jaleel would not hurry up. When everyone oh, knew God. he was going to Oregon, anyways, but because half the family was already in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's was- wearing bright green and yellow. Was was that was that like his LeBron? I'm taking my talents to South Beach moment. Well, n- with everybody already letting everyone know that that's what's gonna happen, no one knew LeBron was going to the Heat when he did that. True. <laughs> it wasn't even like that though. It was just like a pan around to the whole family. God, it was the worst commitment live I have ever seen in my life. So Jaleel Tucker, congrats on that. I was actually a little surprised that he signed with Oregon so quickly when his good friend Jaleel Florence entered the portal. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Jaleels. The Jaleels have split up for the time being. Ah, oh, okay. So and he Oregon is it. 46th in recruiting. Man. Goddamn, you Mario. Oregon hired the Steelers O-line coach, who has been pathetic in the NFL. But maybe he'll turn it around in college. There you go. Um, and they hired Colorado's DB's coach, which was a little. Why? I don't know. I didn't think their DBs were very good. So, oh, that's Max Podcast transfer of the year. Um, that would have to be. I mean, Jalen Polk made a catch and got injured for the rest of the season, <laughs> almost. Giles Jackson went back to the school he transferred from and told some kid to kill himself or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> good. <laughs> no, nah, apparently the Michigan fans were being racist. That doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, Bo Nix probably isn't eligible, but he just went to Oregon. <laughs> Oregon is gonna not be as good next year, I don't think. Oh, Twitter moment of the year. <laughs> the damn landing spaces. Yo! <laughs> those were fun. I think they're still going. <laughs> Probably. Or, no, or those they, went uh... a thousand strong with the same people in them for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon fans don't have lives. <laughs> and none of, the, none of their commentary made sense either. I never understood what they were talking about. Um, what else happened? Their SEC team. True. Um, Ice Ice Blakey telling Jaden the Lord I like die in a car crash on Twitter. God. That was, that was sad. Um, Bro, Blake was cool. I don't know what happened to him. He had a mental collapse after we won the Apple Cup. That was all he had. A lot of Washington fans did not know how to react to losing an Apple Cup. It's It's been quite some time. Um, I think I took it okay. You did better than others, and I publicly embarrassed you. <laughs> I have yeah. a two-minute video of my account making fun of you, and you were perfectly fine. So, Yeah. And Jalen Watson told me to kill myself. <laughs> he said fuck you for like 12 times this week. 
He, well, he did it in a live video. <laughs> so oh, the reason me and Jalen's beef started was in a video they were doing the LSU White House dance. And I yeah. said, want to be LSU in the comments? <laughs> and Jalen picked up the phone and said, fuck you, Clamp God. <laughs> so that's why me and Jalen got beef. I'm trying to squash the beef, but he doesn't seem to want to. Um, I was just taking W's and Jalen's trying to step on my game, you know. He's an L man's. He's that's, also why he's, that's why he's not in the bowl game. Got dropped. Yeah. He's not a take anymore. He's not a take. He's not a take for the Jake. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Um, a take for the Jake. Uh, that's Facts Podcast. Higher of the year, higher of the off season. Um, it has to be Colorado's offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty easy because it was just such a such a bad hire. I was trying to think of bad hires, but that's the only one that's really that I'm one like. Most coaching hires, you have to actually see how they do before you call it a bad hire. Um, because, like, I can't call Kalen DeVore a good or bad hire yet. I can't call Jake Dickert a good or bad hire yet. Both on paper look good. <laughs> I mean. True. It, 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 uh, both were head coaches in 2021 and were successful. So, um so that's all, but that's all you've got. Yeah, I mean, now it's a completely new situation for them entering the season as the head coach of Washington and Washington State. That's not what they did last year. So that is not what they did last. Year. So, um, yeah, you have to you have to actually see how they do. Um, yeah, in both cases, both could end up being really bad hires. Long term, I don't think so. Um, I don't think either will be a bad. I think both are going to stick around for a little bit. Um. But, yeah, I can't see Dickert leaving Washington State unless he got, like, a crazy $200 million offer. Yeah. Like, if, if y'all are, like, a consistent 10-win team with him or something, which would be good, um, obviously. Dude, I'll be honest, man. He, he probably yeah. gets, like, SEC offers for, like, eight mil a year, and I don't think I, I don't think he'd pass that up. Looking at our schedule next year, man. I see 12 winnable football games. Same, but I don't we're see not going to win 12 where, games. No, we're not either, but I see 12 teams that – I see 11. We're not beating USC. Not because USC is really good, but because we don't beat <laughs> – we don't beat USC. Um, I don't ex- – I the one game I'd say I really don't expect us to win would be at ASU. Hmm. Um, Maybe at Oregon, but – you know what? I think we can win at Oregon. I, it just depends on if Dan Lanning's any good. Yeah, Dan Lanning is... Because uh, that's very late in the season. So if he's no good, we're going to win that game. He might even get fired midseason if he's no good. Oregon fans are not... Oregon's whole brass is not patient whatsoever. Yeah. So Dan Lanning's already on the hot seat. <laughs> Dan Lanning's already on the hot seat. So they got Georgia first. They'll probably um, beat Georgia and lose to game. us. They're not doing the they're not doing the um Ohio State game 2.0 there. I hated Oregon's OC hire too, by the way. Who'd they hire? Uh, Kenny, Kenny Dillingham, Dillingham from yeah. uh Florida UCF? State. No, UCF, right? No, Florida State. Oh. FSU. I was like, really? With their O line scheme, their I, I wasn't impressed with anything FSU's offense did this season. Yeah. Um, I thought that was – that just seemed out of character for Oregon. Yeah. You know? Um, they've been making good hires on the defensive side, though. They've got Tosh Lupoy. Um, Tosh Lupoy he used to be defensive coordinator at Alabama. Yes. And they've got him as DC slash, like, outside linebackers. Um, I forgot about him. Where did he end up going? Uh, the Jaguars this year. So he won't be announcing until after the Jaguars season, but it's a done deal. He's heading to Oregon. Um, Damn, I forgot about him. That's... What? Tosh Lupoy. Wow. <laughs> I... So Oregon... Yeah, with the landing hire, he's still working with Georgia right now a lot. 
it's going to be really hard for them to recruit. But a big move for them was getting that Colorado defense or defensive backs coach. I don't think he's very good, but it got them a bunch of wait, where'd they go? It had them a bunch of crystal balls, but they took them away as soon as you pulled them up. Or Cole Martin. Oh, they're still there. Um, a DB who was going to go to Colorado on New Year's Day, but now he's going to go. Now he's going to go to Oregon to play for Demetrius Martin. Nice. So Colorado had a high four-star recruit, and um, they lost him. Man. Um, Demetrius Martin is an amazing recruiter, by the way. True. Um, he got Darnay Holmes, five-star, to UCLA. And Jalen Phillips, number one player in the country to UCLA. Nice. So what if what if he gets Makai Blackman a transfer there? Interesting. So he's a very he fits the Oregon profile of good recruiter and his and his results show have absolutely nothing to show for it. Because UCLA's defense with Jalen Phillips and Darnay Holmes wasn't very good. <laughs> um so Good for you. Good for you, Oregon. Another recruiter on your staff. How many of those can you hire, bro? Right. Like, you gotta. I mean, there has to be a point where you sacrifice talent for wins. And how hard is it to recruit at Oregon when you're a great coach that kind of doesn't recruit that good? Right. How hard is it to sell the Oregon program? It's Nike. It's. Yeah, uh, it makes no sense that they're a recruit so recruiter heavy. Dillingham is also a recruiter who's going after Kevin Coleman. That's why they hired him for one five-star receiver. That's why you hire an OC. Oh, and guess where he's going? Miami with Mario Crystal. <laughs> ah, another recruiter. I don't know, man. I mean, there's just in in recruiting at Oregon has progressively gotten easier. Like, I don't know, man. So, Oregon starts with four losable games. Nice! Um, Georgia, nice. Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington? Look, I'm telling you, man, FCS is catching up. Um, <laughs> I don't think they lose that game at all, but... Speaking from experience, I assume. Oh, shut up. We've <laughs> lost to FCS teams, too. Um... In a while, buddy. It's a new yeah, era. Yeah. As it's it, a new era. Has it? Uh, yes, oh, a new era where been... you're going to go back to losing? <laughs> no, kill yourself. No. Do you even play an FCS team this year? No. This upcoming year? No. Yes. See, you're yeah. scared. We play Idaho. Oh, Idaho. Not even a top, uh, a terrible FCS team. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible oh. FCS team that used to be, <laughs> that used to be FBS, like, Three years ago or something. Oh, Idaho lost 71 to 21 to Eastern Washington. God damn. (laughs) God, dog. Idaho has a former Washington State uh, edge rusher, Fave Fave. He had a sack versus Oregon and South State team. Oh, nice. Uh, But yeah, Tim Brando had an. Tim Brando had an absolute stroke saying his name too. Five, 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 But yeah, Oregon won't lose to Eastern Washington, but it's a lose-a-bowl game. It's kind of like the Fresno State game from last year. Yeah. Uh, just a well-coached it. team that if Oregon doesn't coach well in, they're going to put themselves in position to lose. Um, and BYU, which is very losable because Sataki, I think, is going to weigh out Coach Lanning. And BYU's yeah. talent level goes up and up every year. They got that Kingsley guy from Oregon to transfer over. Yeah. Um, Where's that game at? That is at Autzen Stadium. Oh. So it'll be a tough – It'll. it's a tough – it's a tough road. Um, I feel like Bo Nix is going to win that game. I don't know why. That just feels like such a Bo Nix I'm going to win game. Yeah. And then I'm afraid Washington that's State, that that also kind of feels like a bonix. Um I'm gonna win this game, but um maybe not. Similar to Tyler Shuck in two thousand twenty. Yeah. We should not have lost the game, but 
Then Stanford and Arizona, Oregon will get two wins there. So they'll at least start two and one in conference play. But Dan Lanning is such a weird hire. Not a bad one, but a strange one. I. It's not even close to what I – I expected someone that's been a head coach before. Yeah, I I will say he had to have blown Oregon away in interviews and stuff. Like he had to have sold them on something besides his recruiting, of course. They offered Justin Wilcox the job first, and he turned it down. See, that's interesting. Like um, an Oregon fan told me that. That's no, it's in, like it's in like a real article, like by Oregon Live, like it's in like an article. I did not know that. I didn't know yeah. it was regular news. I heard it from someone who's friends with someone that works for Justin Wilcox. Oh, I th- I think even like Bruce Feldman tweeted it out. Is it Maybe. A okay, I didn't know all this. So yeah. yeah. First of all, Justin Wilcox. You could have had Nike. Oh, well, he would have had those idiot boosters breathing down his neck. When he has another year at Cal where he gets to start off with UC Davis and UNLV and Arizona in the third game. <laughs> so, I mean, and Colorado off the bye week not long after that. They do play Washington State in there. They're going to lose that. But uh, Cal, they do Cal, also play Notre Dame next year. They they have to be good next year. And I think, they, I think they're going to have a good record. I don't think you they're going to be good, but I think they're going to have a good record. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know what would be really embarrassing is if Justin Wilcox turns down the organ job and gets fired by Cal. <laughs> that would be sad. So Cal has a legacy has a legacy stretch of their schedule where they play Washington and Oregon back to back at home. They gotta win one of those. I honestly think they'll win that Oregon game. There's a good chance. I think they will win one of them. I think Washington if Justin Wilcox such... out coaches Dan Lanning and beats Oregon, Oregon fans are going to be distraught. Yeah, Oregon and Washington are the two hardest teams to predict in the Pac-12 right now. Yeah, because they agree. can be so good or they can be so disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I, think... I would say that about any team in the North but Stanford. Stanford's going to be bad. Yeah, um, I think Washington State is unpredictable, but I think that there's a lot more ease than there is at those other schools. I think it's because they keep their quarterback that makes you say that. For yeah. sure. They and the head coach I mean, that took them to a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, it's just now Dickard has to run his thing with the spring, with all, all spring, all fall. Um. They kind of they kind of used Rolovich's offense still to finish the season, um, which was a very good offense, I must yeah. say. Um, well, I will tell you there is going to be a change in offensive scheme, but it's still going to be Jay Dora's offense, so not much really yeah. changes. Yeah, I still feel uh, like as long as you have that, Borgie like... and both receivers and McIntosh. That's scary, but we have Nikia Watson. I think he's a very capable uh, Power 5 guy. Andrew Binsky, Schlenbaker coming in. Is Schlenbaker going to play right away, you think? Um, I honestly think he's better than Drew Bensley Mazzell right now, so I think so. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I mean, Juvensky was a guy um, that I was interested in coming to Washington, but we somehow, someway landed a Mecca Megwa I don't know why he came to Washington from Texas. <laughs> this is a high four-star guy from Texas that just magically appears at Washington. Army just hit a walk-off field goal against Mizzou. Army won? Okay, yeah. I picked Army. That's good. So did I. They were down uh, 24 to uh, – no, they were down 21 to 22. But then they drove down the field passing the ball and won the game. How about that? How about that? So Army wins a bowl game over an SEC program. Um, good for like, them. I'd be like Mario Usually bowls Rosenberg. have recruiting implications in a positive way for the winning team. Army will never have recruiting implications in any of their <laughs> games. It's like, no. do you want to come to the damn Army? 
Uh, you do? All right. <laughs> you played any football in high school? Not quite a little bit. I, I dabbled in freshman year. All right. <laughs> you like running the ball? That's my favorite thing, coach. They, they, they don't have fall camp. They have boot camp. <laughs> oh, Their players are tough as hell. For sure. I would be horrified to play Army, bro. Could you imagine being an open field with an Army linebacker? Oh, that's true. I would hate to play that, play against them as just a regular college football player. <laughs> God, that has to be horrifying. I mean, they look the same as the re- as regular team players, but they're just—I mean, they're—they're they're mentally tougher. That's for sure. Yeah. That I mean, all of these guys go through scary. a hell of a like, uh, like all of these guys have to go through a hell of a lot. Um, but these army guys, man, Jesus, Amen. I wonder um, if Ivy League guys are kind of the same. But they lost to Navy this year, which makes this a disappointing season. Yeah, like it's not a good season if they lose to Navy. It's kind of how Washington State fans have felt for like fifteen of the last twenty years. Yeah. But it could be worse because we won this year. Nice. No. Good good job. You beat Bob Gregory. Next year we'll beat Kaylin DeBoer. No. Defense wins championships, David. We're gonna have a good what do you mean? Are we gonna have a good defense? But you have an offensive coach. Oh, oh, oh. That's that's that, that, the argument. that makes us have a bad defense? No, that means that our defensive head coach is better than your offensive head coach if we're well, defensive. That is a lie. Oh, what? Yeah. It's a lie. No. No, no, no. Jake Dicker changed the culture at Washington State in terms of defense. Elon DeBoer changed the culture at Washington. Has he and he hasn't even had to coach a game yet. What the fuck? That's right. It's, we're it's building Kaylin. an SEC team down here at Jackson. <laughs> Um, we've already landed two big time recruits. Um, both have no stars to their name, but they do in my heart. And well, they're both transfers, so it doesn't count that they don't have stars yet. Um, hey, Jordan Perryman, he is going to start immediately and be very good. I don't know what Demario King is going to do, but he is a six three safety. There's got to be some. Asa Turner is soft. Um, How tall is he? He's like 6'4. 6'5. So height doesn't matter, David. What you're telling me? Well, no. um, Demario King is very aggressive, unlike Asa Turner. He's very passive. Um, But Demario is. he's, He's downhill. He is as tough as they come. Mario Hill is going to be a superstar. Probably, maybe even the best player in the Pac-12 this year. Demario King. Nice. Uh, he might be a dark horse for Heisman. Is he having fun? He, I would say so. Run the ball well? He, yeah, well, he's on defense, so not, not exactly. <laughs> oh, but oh, Mecca Megua is running the ball well. Having fun. By the way, Emeka reclassified, and um, we all of a sudden have a good recruiting class for 2021. Because hey. he was Oregon State lost number Jimmy Lake's um, first class is now number four in the Pac-12. Congrats to Jimmy Lake on that. <laughs> unfortunately for unfortunately for him, he's already fired. But um. <laughs> Megwa really rounded out that class really well. It's just unfortunate that Jimmy Lake's career ended so quickly. Uh, yeah. By the way, Oregon State lost to uh, Oregon State. No, wait. Oregon State lost what? to Utah State. <laughs> oh, Oregon yeah. State that's a Pac-12 game that happened before yeah. since our last podcast. Um, I picked Oregon State. I picked all the Pac-12 teams. Um, I didn't really care. Um, Paper swag called for uh, John Gruden to take a job. 
Oh my god. Oregon State. Um Oregon State should probably should have won this game. Um they started off up and then they were up again and then they were down and they didn't come back from being down. They did the Bob Toledo. Um they just kind of gave up once they went down. Uh, Everett Hayes was pretty good in this game. He made both of his field goals. Other than that, though, um, B.J. Baylor was rather disappointing for someone Beaver Swag was adamant was the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. He was pretty bad. 18 carries, 78 yards. That's not Player of the Year status. Zero touchdowns? Are you kidding me? Pathetic. It's weak. UAB and Utah State are the champions of the Pac-12. It could mean that, yeah. I mean, Oregon State beat Utah. A lot of teams beat Utah, though. A lot. A whole three. That's sounds like less than ASU. Oh, so we're doing that again? I, I mean, I don't know, David. I mean, numbers don't lie, my friend. I mean, Utah, it, it was luck. Is Hawaii allowed to play in any other bowl besides the Hawaii Bowl? I don't think so. They're never <laughs> good enough every, to do it anyways. Every single year, these motherfuckers are in the Hawaii Bowl. I mean, they're they're always about as good as the Hawaii Bowl in tables. <laughs> yeah. Me, so. yeah. Nick Rolovich is only coaching Hawaii Bowl. I mean... That that's literally the bowl that Hawaii is good enough to be in every year. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are they in it? I think so. They're playing Memphis in the Hawaii. Yeah, they're. Bowl. I mean, they're in the Hawaii Bowl again this year. Any year, it's, on, bowl, it's always on my birthday. That's yeah. always the game I watch on my birthday. That is always on your birthday. Always on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawaii always loses the Hawaii Bowl on my birthday. <laughs> Well, they won two of the, out of the three that Nick Rolovich coached in. That was luck. True. They were 10-5 and five in 2019. Why did they play 15 games? <laughs> they were in the natty. <laughs> CFP bound. Um, Hawaii beat Fresno State this year. Yeah, they did. It was like 6 a.m. my time or something. Late as yeah, late. um... So what Fresno did that game was pretty good, except for Jake Hayner throwing four interceptions. <laughs> All at the worst times of the game. Y'all wanted him to transfer there. Yards, like he threw it all around the field, but um, every time they get down there, he'd throw an interception, <laughs> a really bad one. And he lost a fumble. He turned the ball over five, to- five times. Um, Fresno did six times, and they only lost the game by three. Um, because Hawaii, down twenty-four to ten, came back in the fourth quarter and won. An important note for our final episode of twenty twenty-one: uh, neither of our head coaches that were hired in two thousand twenty made it through the end of twenty twenty-one. No, I mean neither fact, of them made are, it through. Yeah, they 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 reeked. Yeah, none of them made it through November. Yeah. That's. That's so, happy. That's just miserable. So, um, Fresno State up twenty-four to ten, or no, up twenty-four to seventeen. Went for a fourth down, and Jake Hayner choked. And well, it was second and seven, and Jake just throws three straight incompletions from yeah. there. And then um, Hawaii, led by Calvin Turner Jr. and Day Day Hunter, scored a touchdown. And then Braden Schrager hit the dagger to Caleb Phillips. Oh, no, then they had to make a field goal. And they did. It went in. Fresno fumble. (laughs) And then Fresno gets all the way down into field goal range. And they throw an interception at the Hawaii 11. (sighs) Just a game that made no sense. Jake Hayner was horrid in that game. Um, yeah, I mean, he was terrible. But um, 
he's not going to be the Huskies quarterback, so it's okay. If we beat Miami, does that mean that we're better than Alabama? No. Why? Because Alabama beat Miami. But if we beat... I don't know. If you beat Texas A&M, you're better than Miami. Or you're better than Alabama. But Texas A&M quit. Yeah, true. They got sick. They started coughing on each other. They got the suds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a good place to wrap up the episode unless you want to go through history. Yeah, we can. Tyler Van Dyke. Ooh. Nice. Some loser um, that plays for Miami. True. It was a fun episode. Thank you guys for an incredible year. We love y'all for everything that you've been chipping for the podcast. 2022 will be even better. Thank you guys for tuning True, in to the award show. Uh, and whatever the hell these last 30 minutes have been. Um, that'll, that'll do it. Thank you for yes. a great year, Clamp. Thank you for uh, doing this thing with me in peace. See ya.